Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here in southern Idaho. My name is Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho. And with me today is our head coach, head basketball coach, boys coach, right, at, uh, at Canyon Ridge High School, Darren Hoffwagen. Darren, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. And uh, you made the trip all the way down here to Twin. So thanks for coming down. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're kind of on location here. And, uh, but uh, it's, it's great to visit with you. And we've known each other for a few years. And, uh, uh, folks, Darren is the huddle coach. He's the advisor at Canyon Ridge for the FCA uh, Fellowship of Christian Athlete uh, huddle at the high school. And uh, we just had a great huddle today, didn't we, Darren? Those, those kids just did an amazing job. Absolutely. That's been a nice work in progress. We've been, this is my fourth year here. And coming over from my previous job, that was something that I definitely felt a calling on is to reach out to the Christian athletes. And my wife was real involved in FCA at her high school growing up. And she kind of put that on me and the Lord kind of laid it on my heart. And that first year I had a lot of kids who were real motivated um, to kind of just live their life out um, in a Christian way. And it's kind of just blossomed ever since then. So, yeah. Well, that was a sweet time today. And, uh, well, folks, we're going to get to hear about Darren and uh, how he ended up here at Canyon Ridge and his basketball coaching career. But first off, I want to tell you about an event coming up here uh, in January. It's the it's in conjunction with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It used to be called the Humanitarian Bowl years and years ago, but uh, I think we're in year 22 or 23 of that bowl game. It's pretty pretty impressive uh, that we have a cold weather uh, bowl site like Boise, and it's just it's just a it, it really just shows the people and the businesses and just the community of Boise and the surrounding area, Meridian, Nampa, Caldwell, all those folks that support that bowl. And have you ever been able to go to that bowl, uh, Darren? I think I went to the bowl one time, um, never to the breakfast. I need to get out to that. But, um, yeah, I've been to the bowl a couple times when I was back in college. So That's great. Um, well, we've got um, the ESPN move the bowl game to Friday, January 3rd this year. And so our FCA bowl breakfast uh, at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl is Thursday, January 2nd. And our keynote speaker this year is Mike Singletary, a former Chicago Bear, uh, 85 uh, Super Bowl champs. He was just a just an incredibly uh, intense competitor and just, you know, six foot, but he was the middle linebacker and he was, he was just the center of that defense. And uh, he's a NFL Hall of Famer, uh, I think a 10 or 11 year uh, pro bowler. He's in the, in a, or the college uh, Hall of Fame. He played uh, linebacker at Baylor University and then spent some time coaching the NFL too and was a head coach at, uh, for the 49ers. And, um, so we're so excited about having Mike Singletary come to be our keynote speaker. And, of course, we'll have the two teams playing in the bowl game, and um, uh, we'll have a, a player from each team uh, get to share their testimony. So I know, Darren, you're, you've been talking with a buddy about coming up uh, to, to the bowl breakfast this year on January 2nd. Oh, yeah, a colleague of mine. Um, so uh, Ridge is a Mike Ridgeway. Uh, he's a big-time Bears fan. And I've been actually following this podcast over the past couple and it seems like a couple of weeks, and uh, and so when this thing whole came out, I said, "Man, I'm going to reach out to 
to Ridge and see if he'd ever be interested in that. And he was real interested. I hope that he can come with me. Um, I got practice that day because I got a game the next day, but um, I can always reschedule that. But I'm, I'm hopeful that, that Ridge and I can make our way up there and uh, hear what Mike Singletary has to say. Well, folks, if you're wanting to get more information about the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast on Thursday, January 2nd, uh, you can go to fcaidaho.org, and uh, you can buy a, a table, You can, and it comes with 10 seats. You can bring friends, neighbors, relatives, um, men's group, church, youth football teams, maybe junior high or high school uh, teams or FCA huddles from those schools. And, um, you, or you can just buy an individual ticket if you want to just come all by yourself or, or bring, your, bring your dad or bring your son or brother or whatever. So you can bring individ, purchase individual or uh, table. So, well, Darren, um, I know we're excited about the bowl breakfast, but I'm excited to visit with you. And uh, tell us a little bit about, I know that you, uh, you're married to Angela and you, uh, you have some kids, right? Uh, yes, sir. I have uh, I have three kids. I got an old daughter, oh my oldest daughter. Uh, she's in seventh grade this year, and Zeke is just below her in sixth. And then I got little Asher. He's in third. So, and they are all involved in basketball right now. So I can't uh, I can't be happier. So, and this is your fourth year teaching at Canyon Ridge, is that right? And then uh, is it the fourth is it the fourth year of being the head coach as well? Yes, sir. So it's my fourth year, and um, yeah, I just came over. From my previous job, I was at Lighthouse Christian, and I was uh, the athletic director and boys basketball coach over there. And this job came open and um, kind of felt a, a calling to come over here. And, um, yeah, I've just been real excited to be here all four years, and we've continued to improve every single year, and i got a great group of guys coming through this year, so I'm excited about it. Well, that sounds fun, and it's exciting to hear about having Christian coaches in our public schools. So, well, Darren, tell us a little bit about growing up and and how you got involved in sports and how you ended up at, in Twin Falls area. So, I uh, I was born in California. Um, my dad was kind of a traveling. Uh, he was he was involved in a lot of computer stuff, so he's always traveling. And I think he was kind of wanting to settle down. So we finally moved to uh, Twin Falls. Kind of settled in Twin Falls, and. I mean, I, I mean, with sports, I don't. I think I played pretty much all of sports. Soccer was kind of a big deal for me. I always had a huge passion for basketball, though, and uh, through a variety of different ways, it just never worked out a ton. But um, God kind of called me as a player to play soccer. But um, for my heart, He had a I had a huge desire to to be involved in basketball in one way or another, and that's kind of where the coaching has blossomed over the years. So. Well, that's cool. And then you had an opportunity actually to go play college soccer back in Iowa, right? Is that right? Yeah, so I played two years in at Dort College in Sea Center, Iowa. Played over there for two years. Um, but that summer, the summer of my freshman year, God really kind of changed my heart. And I was a camp counselor at Luther Haven in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And that's actually what kind of changed my life around, kind of changed my perspective on some things. And I went back and played soccer for one more year. But Really felt that that's not where God wanted me and uh, called me to Boise State. And I was only supposed to be there for a semester to get my grades up because my grades were really bad. And uh, he had other plans for me. And I met, I met my wife there, met Angela, and the rest is kind of history there. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where we settled down in Boise to, to graduate and, and move on from there. Well, that's cool. And then she was teaching the, that Boise CUNA area, and then um, then you got your teaching degree. And then did you did you guys then come back to Twin Falls at that point? 
No, then I kind of went on a big, long sabbatical, to be honest with you. Uh, so I got engaged. I got engaged really young at uh, 20. And uh, yeah, it's really young. But um, right before we were going to get married, I was a counseling major, psychology major. And I kind of threw a curveball at her and said, I'm not really... I'm not really feeling this, and I'm surprised she still married me because I switched my major, and so we started talking about some different things about, you know, what is what does God kind of put on your heart? Where where do you feel the calling? And I said something with sports, and she said, "Well, why don't you be a PE teacher?" And I laughed at her to be honest with you. I'm like, a PE teacher? I don't know about that, but we started researching it a little bit more. She was actually taking an elementary PE class at that time for her teaching degree, and changed my perspective once again, and. I got my degree in kinesiology, physical education, and it put me back another three years. She still married me, but then after that, it kind of took me into my first teaching job, which was way up north at uh, Timberline High School in Pierce, Idaho. I spent two years up there, and then um, my wife, she, she gave up a really good job at CUNA. She was at, I want to say it was Hubbard Elementary. I, I want to say if my memory serves me right, and then she moved to Indian Creek. Indian Creek, yes. And so I always felt kind of guilty because I kind of took her from that. And um, but So we moved up to Timberline, spent two years there, and she really wanted to get back into teaching. So then God actually called us to Hagerman and spent a couple of years, four years at Hagerman and then the Lighthouse Christian, and now I'm at Canyon Ridge. Wow, that sounds like a great journey. Some great places to live in the st- great state of Idaho. So, Well, um, tell us a little bit about how you... Uh, became a Christian, how you surrendered your life to Christ? I had two great parents who, um, we, we went to church every single Sunday uh, from the time that I can remember. Um, and so it was just kind of just something that I just always had done. You always go to church on Sunday. It's just what you had to do. Um, but I don't think it was until I was in college that I really started to see God kind of direct my paths and started to my, I think my faith started to really blossom after that because I could start to see how I like to call it kind of a spiritual chess game as God kind of just moved me around and put different people in my life. And I think that's when I finally saw saw God and felt God. Um, even though I had that foundation from my parents, um, I started to really kind of see it um, live out loud, I guess, if you will, um, until after college and then into my teaching career. That's neat. You know, a lot of people in those college days as they're, you know, just being challenged in, uh, in so many different ways um, when they surrender their hearts to Christ. It sounds like that's when you surrendered your life to, to Jesus. Yeah, um, I would say my, I can probably think of the one time it was, I was a camp counselor, like I said, at, at Luther Haven. And my buddy and I, Matt, we went up there and that really kind of changed my life and changed my uh, perspective on who God was and I could see God directing paths. And um, I would say that's probably the time where I fully surrendered um, to him. Um, I put off baptism for the longest time because I was always like, you know, I was a Christian. So I grew up in church and my parents baptized me when I was an infant. And that continued to change my uh, perspective in, in Hagerman. I Got to know um, a couple pastors out there, and they really kind of challenged my faith. Um, one was Jeff Jester at Calvary Chapel Hagerman, and I was in a Bible study with him. And I'm not a big Bible study guy. I'm not. I mean, that's probably not the right thing to say, but um, 
I read and I do some things, but I just could never find the right Bible study. And we were in this, uh, we were in this house and everybody from church and Jeff Chester really kind of just, he put some scriptures on my heart and I actually got baptized as I would say, I think I was 32. Um, I think I was 32 years old at that time. And, uh, we got baptized at, um, in the river, in the snake river on this thing. We did these things on in the summer called river church. And it was, it was awesome because you got out of the building and it was right there on the river and it was kind of just an all day event and it was awesome. And so, um, once a month they would, uh, once a summer they would do baptisms. And I remember telling my wife, I said, I think I'm going to get baptized today. And, and, uh, that was, that was that. That's neat. It's neat how God puts different people in our lives at the right time. And, um, and speaks to them, you know, speaks today, you know, how, how he uses them, uh, and like he did with you. So, well, folks, if you just join us today, we're visiting today with Darren and Hoffwagen, uh, head boys basketball coach out here at Canyon Ridge High School in Twin Falls. And Darren, I know that, um, uh, coaching is, uh, you love it and you found your niche. You found what you were created to do. And tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, how that, how that happened and for you what what does it mean to be a coach and and to be called to be a coach um i would say to be called to be a coach um i would i would say i think when i i read this thing in one of your fca um devotionals is when god's when 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 man's desires meet god's needs and they collide and i think that was something i got it underlined right here um in a steph curry um devotional and that's something that really kind of stood out to me and um, so I, I would say with, with the calling, it's kind of just where God has a need. And if you have that desire, then God kind of places you, um, in, in those places. And so, um, there's been a lot of different, um, I know I've moved around a lot, but, um, you know, every single place I think that I've been at, God really has been teaching me something. Um, I think a lot of times people say, well, you were there to, to benefit people. And I'll be honest with you. I think I was there for God to teach me some things, um, along the way, you know, Hagerman, um, you know, I think about meeting Jeff Jester and, and, uh, Dion Duville and those guys. And, um, you know, they, they really kind of challenged me in, in, in my faith and it helped me grow my faith. So well, that's neat. Yeah. I know we've got that sitting right here. Once you, once you read that. So the, the underlying portion here. Yeah, so it's in the uh, Steph Curry one, and it says, Calling is where your passions and God's needs collide. What burns underneath your pulse? What drives you? What weighs on your heart more than anything else? Don't be afraid to fight for what you know God has called you to, even when it appears it will take a hard swim upstream against the current. And that, like I said, I'm not a big reader, and that stuck out to me. I read that four years ago when I started this FCA thing here at Canyon Ridge and you gave me this this magazine right here and uh, you know the the passage that I put right next to it is that Romans 828 you know it says all things work together for good um, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose and that was that was the verse that really kind of challenged me in that Bible study that night when uh, that was a that was a big verse for Jeff Jester and and that one just kind of just stuck with me yeah, it's it's neat to uh, you know to hear you articulate that, and I know even in the huddle we had today, and we were ta- kind of talking about those things where we, so many times as humans, we we put our needs and above what God 
is is trying to impart to us or to teach us or or to lead us and I remember one of the girls was talking about that, and we were talking about Matthew 6.33, where, where Jesus is saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you. But we, we flip it and reverse it so many times. And I know that you love the parables, too. And uh, there's one particular parable that, uh, that you uh, are kind of fond of, right? Yeah, so I, I mean, I love people's stories. I, that's why I love these FCA things. Um, and I've been following your podcast just because I... I think it's really cool to hear the stories that how God is directing people. Um, and so I think that's probably why the parables stick out to me so much. And right now, I think the, the parable that's really um, sticking with me is uh, the parable of the uh, unforgiving servant. And that's one that, that I have to work on a lot because forgiveness is one of those things that's really difficult, you know, and um, it's... There's been, uh, you know, some things that have happened in my life um, with some different things with um, switching over to this job that really I had a hard time getting over. And it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And I was trying to work through some some of the forgiveness. And, and I think a lot of times people always think that forgiveness is just so easy. Well, you just forgive and, and, and get over it. And it's not that simple, you know. And um, so I was always trying to figure it out. And this parable kind of stuck with me. Um, on a Sunday service once, and it was it was talking all about how, you know, the, the, the servant needed to get his loan forgiven, basically. It was Matthew 18, and he needed his loan forgiven, and so he was going to get thrown in jail. And the king, not only did he not throw him in jail, but he forgave the debt. And he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve to have it. And, and so the king gave that to him, and then in return, what what the servant did was he went out and did the exact opposite to somebody and, and choked him and said, pay me. And I think the thing that really stuck out to me the most was um, the king, in, the, you know, in that case, I think you can call it, you know, God has given you things. If you don't forgive others, you're going to end up just like the servant and get thrown into, thrown into jail. And uh, in that story, you know, he's thrown into jail and, and, and tortured, I think is what it actually says. And so I, that really hit me because the servant got everything that he wanted, but he still couldn't forgive. And, and I kind of saw myself in that story because God has really blessed me over the past four years. It's been a big process to come here. This is a, um, it's a great place to work. It's a great place to teach. It's a tough place to teach and coach. And God's given me everything. My, uh, my, when I, I, I think I said earlier, when I moved up to Timberline, you know, I, I felt guilty because I felt like I took my wife from a great job at CUNA, and I've always kind of prayed that that would, that would come back someday, and, and she's got a great teaching job now, and so God has blessed us there. Um, we have a great house. My kids are doing great um, academically, athletically, spiritually. I think they're doing awesome. Um, financially, we're doing great now. It, it, was, it was a struggle there for the past four years, but God has really kind of um, blessed us there to where we can get away from treading water, so to speak, you know. Um, but anyway, I look at all those different things that God's done in my life, and I'm like, why do I harbor all this bitterness? I need to let that go. And so um, I can say, sitting with you right here today, that I actually have quite a weight lifted off of me because you know how it is with forgiveness. You'll, you'll get challenged because you're like, yep, I've forgiven them. It's all, it's all good. And then you cross paths with somebody, and your blood pressure kind of goes up or whatever, and you... and uh, 
And so I know that that's going to happen, and, and I'm really going to, um, but I feel like where I'm sitting at right now, that story has, that parable in Matthew 18 has really kind of changed my view on forgiveness because God has given me everything that I've asked. So, Yeah, it's really, it, it is a challenge to, you know, for us to yield and to really press into the Lord to help us, you know, in that forgiveness. And it's so interesting, you know, you, and those, and I know what you're saying because it's like we, um, if we don't forgive, it's it's a weight around our necks. It's a burden that we then start carrying, and uh, and that other person may they may have totally forgot about it. They may it they, you know they or they it's it's they're free from it, but it's like it's like we're almost punishing ourselves, you know. And uh, and so going to the Lord as far as you know what He's done for us and being able to. Um, He's done so much for us, and He's forgiven us, and it's like we've got to we've got to do that to, you know, uh, you know, we'll be known by how we love people. And uh, well, Darren, I mean that that is so cool to hear. I know, I know for you and and uh, for the listeners out there, it's it's you know when we do forgive, and and we can only do it like you said through through Christ's forgiveness for us. So it's uh, such a freeing thing. You know, we've got a few minutes here left. Uh, Darren and I wanted to, and you're you're a busy teacher, high school teacher, head basketball coach at a 4A school here, and um, you are advisor of FCA. And there might be some folks out there listening today that are maybe teachers or coaches, and they're maybe you know they're having a hard time trying to find a spot in their church to volunteer just because of their schedules and things like that. What would you say to them about getting involved with FCA and possibly being an advisor at their school, and you know? And why? Why FCA? Why do that like you did? Well, I think for me, when you talk about calling on, on your life, I, I I think for me as a Christian coach, especially being in a public school, there's times where those kids need somebody that they can not only trust, but that they can speak to about, you know, about different about different things that they can't really talk about openly um, in, a, in a public setting. And, and you never know. I mean, we've got we've got 13, 1200, 1300 kids here. And I didn't know how many kids would come out to this FCA thing, but what did we have about 20 in there today? And that has steadily grown. And, you know, now we got worship going on and, um, you know, we got, a, we got a girl who, who leads worship with us and they have really, I, I've seen a lot of excitement in them to be able to worship and do that stuff during the school day and it's not something that's forced and it's something that they really enjoy and i think why fca because i think that there's kids in your high school that want their voice to um be here just like a, just like the kids at canning ridge and and i think you'll see it flourish and i think you'll see it grow and um i've i know i don't do the greatest job with with fca i would like to do a little bit better with it but um it's just kind of just a slow a slow burn and um we're just steadily getting better and better and new kids step in and kids that you don't even expect to. We we put out this FCA thing at, at our club day and anybody could sign up for it and it's very clear fellowship of Christian athletes. The kids know what it is and all of a sudden I'm seeing kids in there that I have in class that I didn't even know, you know, and then when I walk in they look at me and they're like, "Wow, you're the advisor here." And so it's actually been kind of fun to see those connections um, align there. Well, yeah, that's exciting. And, and, and like you said, seeing them lead, 
see these these students lead on their campus and uh, it be the ministry that they have that God's given them. So, well, that's exciting. Um, hey, real quick, we got like 20, 30 seconds here. A little bit, what's what's a preview for you guys on your season this year at Canyon Ridge for uh, boys basketball? I'm super excited about uh, about the kids that we have this year. We've we've improved every single year um, that we've been here, and this is kind of the first group that's come through. They were freshmen when I came in, and um, we have a lot of a lot of different um, things that we can that we can put out there this year. But I think the thing I'm probably the most excited about is that um, every single kid that, that I mean, you you know a lot of them, like you said, but um, I think every single kid has a very cool and unique story, and they are just great great overall kids and um i'm just excited to to see where they go this year cool well we'll be watching so well darren thanks so much for taking the time to be on today and uh i know that the the season is just getting underway and uh just practice and tryouts and all that good stuff and well folks if you're wanting to get more information about fca here in idaho our website fcaidaho.org you can contact us there our staff and um Maybe you're interested in getting involved with FCA at your school or you'd like to volunteer somehow as a parent or maybe you're a coach or you know a coach that you think would be a great person to be like Darren, uh, an advisor of an FCA huddle. Um, You can contact us there at fcaidaho.org. And then also the FCA Bowl Breakfast with uh, Mike Singletary. We're excited about uh, having him be our our keynote speaker there on January 1st, uh, 2020. So, well, Darren, thanks again for taking time to be on the air today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me and making the trip down here. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You